Good morning. I uh, think you've already learned your first lesson that every Monday and Friday you have to come early because every Monday, Friday we pack this place out just like this. <laughs> so welcome to the first convocation of this school year. My name is Victor Koop. I teach in the psychology department. Um, and it's my honor to start this first convocation. In October 2004, Kathy Meyer Reimer and I were honored to be asked to serve as your representatives on the Goshen College Presidential Search Committee. Now, almost two years later, I am fulfilling what I think will be my final task on that committee. Two years ago, I wondered where our search would take us. I felt uneasy about speaking for the staff, for you students, and my faculty colleagues. Today, I don't feel the least bit uneasy. Like you must feel when you hand in that final term paper and you know that you've nailed it, I feel proud of the work we accomplished as a committee. <laughs> we have handed in our term paper. We will get an A. No, no, no. Now it's A+. Plus. <laughs> For me, the work on this committee literally started in a fog. My flight to that first meeting in Kansas City on December the 6th 2004 resulted in a diversion to Atlanta because of fog. I arrived late for that first meeting. And as you do when you enter a new class, I looked around the conference room to see the other committee members with whom I would be working. I was seated right next to this guy from Pasadena, California. That's Rose Bowl country, if you're wondering. He was friendly, well-dressed, articulate, and immediately made me feel welcome even though I was late, very late. This was the kind of guy I would like to be friends with, and I can use all the friends I can get. <laughs> the committee of most diverse membership worked well together. Within weeks, committee members were traveling hither and yon, listening to the many supporters of Goshen College. In short order, our list of candidates grew to an impressive length, topping off at just over 70. People really wanted to be our president. Long before the list grew to 70, a certain name surfaced repeatedly, nominated both from on campus and from across the country. It was this guy from Pasadena. How clearly I recall my good colleague, Kathy Meyer Reimer, confronting the issue already at our second meeting, this time in Chicago in the Eisenhower War Room. <laughs> you can trace it. We've got a plaque in that hotel uh, on the door stating what happened there. And she stated, hey, guy, you have to recuse yourself from this committee. You are hot stuff. I mean, she didn't. Uh, no. 
My wife said, please, no blunders this morning. What did you said? You are a hot candidate. That's what she said. <laughs> and we need to move on without you. And so it was. My chance at making a new friend was gone. I must add here that someone on this campus, knowing that this guy had been asked to serve on the committee, asked me to convey uh, meeting, uh, greetings to him. Little did Julie know, we had ditched him from the committee. Today I deliver those greetings. It soon became apparent that this guy had what we were looking for. For me, the clincher came when he enthusiastically talked about the merits of an Anabaptist epistemology and his deep con convictions that Goshen College is needed in this world and that he would love to be part of our venture. His deep convic conviction to building the church and to promoting academic excellence were clearly evident. We had a winner, A+. Plus. Well, you have heard and read all about his credentials, you have Googled him, you have checked out his sermons, you have seen his list of publications, some of you have even said he's good looking, you know his formal degrees, but there is much more to this guy than just formal credentials. And that will become more and more evident as you rub shoulders with him. So Jim, I bring those gre uh, belated greetings to you and welcome you to Goshen College. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome the 16th president of Goshen College, Dr. James E. Brenneman. Thank you so much for that wonderful welcome. Terry, Quinn, and me have been so welcomed by all of you uh, and so many others in the community. It's wonderful to be here. Uh, this morning is all about welcome, and I would like us, first of all, this morning to welcome each other. And to do that, I would like, I'll show a few uh, groups up on the uh, signs above, and. When you see your group mentioned, if you'd please stand. And then there's an old saying, in, an Irish saying that says, poems and songs with pipes and drums, a thousand welcomes when anyone comes. So you are the, you are the, the songs with pipes and drums. You know, clap, beat on the floor, uh, drum, whistle, however, when you see this group come up before you. Uh, and we will welcome one another in this way. To begin with, the first group that I would like to uh, point out, which isn't up here, is all of you who are married to the current president of Goshen College. Will you please stand? Okay, uh, thank you very much. 
How about students coming from outside the continental United States? Please stand. Welcome. U.S. students coming from outside Indiana, will you please stand? Indiana students. New students, transfers, and first years, will you please stand? All of you who are returning, will you please stand? Faculty and staff, will you please stand? This next group will ask you to hold your applause, but uh, nevertheless, you can all stand when you see your name up here. Um, this is a very important group. Well, <laughs> uh, obviously, I didn't read the cue notes. <laughs> all right, let's go on. Um, the provost, uh, executive vice president, John, we call him John Yoda Yordi. He is the force that is with us. Stay standing, John. Also, we have the academic dean, vice president of academic affairs. Uh, we're going to be singing the alma mater in just a little bit, but this is the, what I call the alma uh, soro, which means the sister, the nourishing sister among us. Anita, will you please? There she is. Okay. Uh, the dean of students. Bill, Bill, born, and we hope again. Uh, <laughs> if, if not, we'll have to work on that, won't we? Uh, the vice president for finance, Jim, the bottom line, Histon. And uh, don't be fooled, the buck really stops there. Right? And finally, the vice president for advancement, Will Jones. Will is the newest member of our team. And uh, he always assures us that God's will is with us. So if there's any question, let's give them a hand. And now uh, Deb Brubaker will come and lead us in our alma mater. Uh, it's a, a historic song, one that I hope we will all learn is as we're able. There will be two versions of this. This morning, I mean, in the beginning, we will sing the one that is historic, and at the end of the service, we will also join in in another historic version of it. So, come Today we'll be learning the first verse and then the chorus, which will come up on the next screen. This is one of the most unique alma maters uh, from any uh, university or college because the verse is in a very strange time signature. Uh, you could call it a lilting, skipping time signature, or you could call it a limping, stumbling time signature, <laughs> which, however, you tend to be feeling that day. But uh, we will sing the, the verse in unison, and those who know it sing along uh, nice and strong. and 
you may want to listen the first time if you don't know it. Then when we get to the chorus, which will be on the next screen, uh, it, it breaks into four-part singing, and it's a wonderful, wonderful sound. We sing this in chapels. We sing it at uh, soccer games and basketball games, and so it's a good thing to learn. <clears throat> the first centuries of the church, Christians were often thrown into the, den, into the lions in the Roman Colosseum. In one such instance, a, the Christian fell down on his knees and began begging and praying for his life. And then next to him, he saw the lion fall down on its knees and start praying. And he stood up and said, hallelujah, I have been saved by grace. And the lion said, shh, I'm saying grace. There are many ways to think about grace, isn't, aren't there? Karl Barth, the Swiss theologian, said that laughing is one of the great signs of grace, the gift of laughter in our world. We're quite familiar with how we often interpret grace. We often think of grace as that which comes to us simply because we have fallen and we're so sinful and we need grace. Well, that's true. Certainly no question about that. But what about the grace of simply being born, or the grace of being loved, or the grace of a falling leaf, or the rose of green against the blue sky, or grace of the mind unleashed to wonder, grace of our very next breath just comes to us, given to us, bequeathed to us, apart from anything we have done. John Wesley describes this underlying grace of life as what he calls prevenient grace, meaning an all-pervasive grace that is everywhere present and upholds us in the worst and in the best of times. For, for Wesley, grace was so much more than God or others simply responding to us when we've done something wrong. There's a story told in my childhood coming from the South that there was a northern on his way down, and a northerner, and when he got to Valdosta, Georgia, he went and ordered breakfast, as he usually does, and he ordered ham and eggs. And when he got his breakfast, on the, on the plate was ham and eggs and some white stuff. And he, he said, well, what's this? And the waitress came over and said, "Hun, that's, that's grits. 
And he said, but I didn't order grits. And she said, honey, you don't order grits. Grits just comes. <laughs> Grace is like that. Like grits, it just comes sometimes. <laughs> you don't order it. You don't pay extra for it. It doesn't matter if you're dirt, poor, or morally bankrupt, or fine and decent. You don't even have to ask for it. Grace like grits just comes to us, amazing that way. I've been thinking a lot about grace of God, and not simply because I've been sinning a lot, though I think uh, Luther has something to say about that. Rather, or is it the Apostle Paul even? Yes, yeah. I've been thinking about the grace, if borrowing a phrase from Wolterstorff, uh, the grace that has shaped my life. What are those things, those actions? Who are, who are the people that have brought me to this place here today to be the new president of this amazing place? Who are those people? I ask you, what are those things, those actions that have brought you here beyond your own abilities, your own skills? What signposts of God's all-pervasive grace have dotted your journey to Goshen College today? Goshen College is here because of the amazing grace that extends back some 500 years ago to a radical group of Christ followers whose own core values have shaped the heritage bequeathed, given, if you will, to this college of ours and to us. We did nothing to deserve it. History has a way of gifting us with an awesome values that we hold dearly. I think back on the unbroken line of grace given to us through our faculty and staff who are with us this morning. You know, there's that line, Mary Ori told me, originally in our, our alma mater, that line about uh, honor to our master bringing that we sing now, used to say honor to our master's bringing, namely the grace which is our faculty. Well, we've updated that a bit. Um, but nevertheless, I, I always sing it, and there's that part with me, behind that for me as well, remembering how this, in this top-tiered Christian academy, it was honestly a, a faculty here or there who influenced me in amazing ways that poured upon their grace, poured upon me, changed literally who I became from when I came to when I left this place. Within this college, and this is what I would like us to uh, uh, purposely consider, that all of what we do here at Goshen College in the next four or five years, in the next 100 years, is a response to that grace that has been given to us. Goshen College is a grace field, if you will. Not cheaply so, not an easy, we don't care what happens to you kind of grace, but a grace that cares deeply enough to guide us, to forgive us, to lead us to that place where God's best intentions for us and our desires intersect. You may never acquire the taste for grits. I don't even know if they serve grits here, for that matter. I'll have to talk to Joe about that. But I do know God's grace is served aplenty here. I pray that you will experience that grace firsthand, a grace that, like grits, sticks to your ribs. It's lasting that way. It's free, and it's amazing. I'd like us to reflect as we see these visuals up on the screen when, as Amy and Peter come, 
I'd like us to reflect on that grace that has been bequeathed to each of us and be ready to respond from this day forward in uh, joy to that wonderful grace field of which we're a part. Uh, Amy and Peter, will you come, please?
Thank you, Amy and Peter. And now for another version of the alma mater and for our annual tradition of the welcoming tunnel. I guess first I should say my name. I'm Becky Horst. I'm the acting registrar this fall and also in charge of convocation. We are going to dismiss this convocation in the way that we have for the last four or five years. We will use only this door. And if you're up in the balcony, you'll just have to join the group as they go down. And we'll begin by dismissing the faculty and staff and actually Go ahead and start. Faculty and staff, you can go ahead and go, start going out that door and start forming the tunnel. And then the way we're going to do this is as these folks are singing, I'll dismiss you one group at a time, starting with the seniors. They will join and do exactly what the faculty and staff are doing and make the tunnel longer. And then the juniors, and then the sophomores, and then the first years. But it takes a little while to get everything going here. so. There's a spot in Indiana where the leafy maple grows. There's our daring glorious park side where the Elkhart River flows. It's a spot we love most dearly, it's a spot we'll cherish long. After youth and strength have faded and the world has heard our song. <laughs> Ocean College ever singing Our motto will be true Offer to our master bringing Mama Mater, we love you Bring it. 
spot in Indiana where the leafy maple grows. Cause our dear and glorious parkside where the Elkhart River flows. It's spot we live most dearly, it's spot we